0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: And welcome, everyone. You're listening to Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you today. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Greeley, uh, one of the Calvary churches along the Front Range in Northern Colorado. So glad to be with you once again to host the show. I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests, as you just heard the number The call-in number is 303-690-3000, and so give us a call. We'd love to talk about the things of the Lord, go to the Word of the Lord, Uh, go to the throne of the Lord as you have prayer requests. So you are able to, uh, as you call in, just ask a question, or uh, you can give a prayer request and love to minister to you. That's what we're here for and we desire to do is to bring you Truth to bring comfort to you, to encourage you in the Lord in any way that we can. So let's get the phones ringing. As soon as you start calling, we'll go to the phone lines. So grab one of those open lines early. Uh, I have found that what happens is sometimes um, that we don't have time, even at the end of the show, if it's a busy day, to get to all the phone calls. So now's the time to grab one of those open lines. Hour goes by quickly. And so, so glad that you're tuned in to Calvary Live today. Want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado. Cold wind today, um, and maybe the winds of adversity are blowing on you, or the winds of confusion. Uh, whatever the case may be, we just want to be able to go to the Word of the Lord and um, and just uh, seek Him on today's show so 303-690-3000 is the number to call grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the lord and uh and allow him to minister to us in a powerful way uh there's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to be able to ask for prayer and that's through a dedicated text line 720-336-0897 is that line? It is for texting only. Nobody will answer uh, that number. Uh, but as you text in a question or a prayer request, uh, we will go to those questions while we're waiting for the phones to ring, or as we have time in the show. Seven two zero three three six, zero eight nine seven. Want to welcome all those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope or Truth FM. You too can call in at those numbers. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number and uh, as you call in we have our conversation just want to remind you as you're listening uh, to the program that it is a week delayed uh, but you get to listen in and then you get to uh, listen um, you know for your conversation next week and so so glad many of you maybe perhaps are listening on online uh, as you are listening to the Grace FM app or maybe the Grace FM website on your computer uh people from all over the country are are tuned in and listening in and so glad that you have joined us so anywhere in the united states um, that number will work 303-690-3000 that's the call-in number and then the text line is 720-336-0897 grab one of those open lines and let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the Lord. Aren't we blessed that have this show that we're able to do this? So uh, grab one of those open lines as I've encouraged you. We're going, in the meantime, go to Denver where Brian's on line one. Hi, Brian.
4: Hello. So I've got a question regarding the lineage of Adam and Eve and <laughs> how that that separation and a split happened between Jews and Gentiles. Um, Understanding that we all started from Adam and Eve, was the split because Jews were given the law?
3: Well, yeah, what happened is, you and you're asking a good question, I think as you go through the genealogies there in the book of Genesis, you start following um, Cain and Abel, you start going through the family of Cain, you start going through the line of chapter 5, talks about the family of Adam. And then it goes to uh, Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, his three sons. And, um, and I think that's a real key there. And as you go through Noah, of course, then the flood came, right, Brian? And um, so the world had to repopulate again. So you, you go to um, the 10th chapter where you see the genealogy again is put there uh, in the Scriptures. And you have um, the descendants of Noah. So you can go from there. The sons of Ham were Cush. You have the line of Cush. And then you have Shem's descendants that are there. And then from there, um, you begin to look at it in chapter 11. And then you have Abraham as we have um, his genealogy. Abram and Nahor took wives. Um, Terah begot Abram, Nahor, harem and all that in chapter 11 and then in chapter 12 is when god called out abraham or Abram at that time and made a covenant with him and he said through your descendants abraham are going to come um you know he's going to make a covenant it's going to come a great nation so you kind of got to follow the genealogy uh particularly in chapters 10 and 11 that tells of the nation's um, all descending from Noah's sons, his three sons that are there. I see.
4: And is that would that make then the Abraham the first Jew?
3: Yeah, in, in a sense, he he made a covenant with Abraham and said, you know, get out of your country from your father's house. I'll make you a great nation. Uh, I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So Abraham came out, and of course. He had a son, him and Sarah, finally. And there's a whole lot of things that happen as you read through the book of Genesis because Abraham had a son through uh, Sarah's uh, uh, maidservant, Hagar, and that was Ishmael, right? And God said, no, it's not going to be Ishmael. So Ishmael, you have his descendants, which are the father of the Arabs um, that are there. And then you also, when you get into uh, Abraham and Sarah having finally a son, Isaac. The covenant went through them and then through Jacob, um, Isaac's son. And Jacob was a twin. It wasn't through Esau, but we know that there's, you know, the Edomites were descendants of Esau. So you see all this genealogy that's taken place, but the covenant that went through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's why you hear the term in the Old Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it was Jacob that had the 12 sons who were the patriarchs to the 12 tribes of Israel, Brian. So it's a little bit of a study, but the covenant would go from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. They're the the um you know patriarchs to the twelve tribes. And then you have Moses who was from the tribe of Levi and then you really see uh, God as he would bring them out of Egypt uh, after 400 years. He says, now you're, now, now you're a nation, and then he would bring them to Mount Sinai, and he made a covenant with them as his people. So that's kind of a brief summary of, of what we see.
4: I see. So before Abraham um, was, uh, let's just, before the flood, was Noah the only godly man? Honor and that's why everybody was and his family was wiped
3: yeah, out kinda, right there. yeah it's kind of interesting. It was Noah that God went to because we're told that, um, that the earth was uh, in verse five of Genesis chapter six that the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that uh, every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil and continually and, and we see that but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He then builds the ark, and um, it took him about 120 years. The New Testament says that Noah was the preacher of righteousness. And here's the interesting thing, Brian. For 120 years, there is Noah preaching righteousness. Judgment's going to come, and, and nobody took to heart his message except for his family. His three sons and, and, their, um, and their wives uh, were in the ark. And, and so a whole lot of people were wrong, and a lot of people continued in their wickedness and only Noah and his family was saved as you continue through those chapters in chapter 7 and, and 8. Um, so it's an incredible st- uh, story that the earth was full of wickedness and the, the evil intents of men's heart. And here's the other thing, Brian, is that Jesus, when he talks about uh, one of the signs of his return, is going to be like the days of Noah. And what he means by that is men were given to marriage, they uh, bought and sold, and, and they never knew judgment was going to come. And they had rejected uh, the, you know, righteousness that was preached through Noah for all those years. So it's really quite an incredible s- study and story that you read about in the Old Testament.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It It is. I, and I just, I'm trying to put pieces together, and it, it, there's, mm-hmm. I just have so many questions. <laughs>
3: Yeah, keep reading, and it comes together. And um, but you know, after that, after the flood, came his three sons, and then you see the genealogies, and then uh, you see that uh, Abraham in chapter twelve uh, begins, um, you know, the Abrahamic covenant, where God says, "I'm going to make a great nation," and um, and he does, and the covenant goes through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then his twelve
4: sons. I see. Okay. Well, that
3: that really hey, helps. I appreciate it, Pastor. You, you bet. Call back anytime you got any questions. We'll do our best to answer it. But there's a lot to take in there, and a good you know study in it and um, a Bible study is going to be very helpful for you to kind of understand uh, all these things. The beginning, <laughs> and I think it's important for us to understand those things that took place in the beginning. So,
4: I, I, hey, Brian. I, yeah, I, I do too. It kind of brings it all together, especially with the yeah. the, the, the The prophecies from Isaiah, Um, right. The lineage is is pretty
3: amazing. Yeah, and then what we're going to do is we're going to start Matthew's Gospel on Sunday, uh, a new book, and then Matthew goes through the lineage, which was really important to show us that Jesus came from the line of David, and um, and uh, we have the lineage of uh, that comes through uh Joseph his stepfather because remember that Jesus was virgin born and then um we see um the uh the lineage in Luke's gospel that comes through Mary. So genealogy was really important back then and um and still is to the you know the to the Jewish people. Um and so it, it's there's it there's a reason for it that it's in scripture and um it's not just a waste, you know space or ink or whatever but there's a reason for all that genealogy that's there
4: I understand okay well thanks pastor i appreciate everything you uh, educated me on today
3: you bet god bless you god bless you too have a good day bye you bet absolutely 303 690 3000 is the number to call if that's the call in number we got a couple open lines when somebody hangs up you know there's an open line so love to talk to you on this monday on this uh, cold, windy day in February. If you're listening to Grace FM, you're listening live today. Um, and I'd uh, love to talk to you. Hope you're having a great day. Want to uh, just be a blessing to you, as many of you are perhaps ending your day, maybe picking up kids from school, maybe taking them to basketball practice or whatever the case may be. And and uh, so if you got an opportunity to call in, please do so, 303-690-3000. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. If you got a question or a prayer request, love to be able to talk with you. So let's go to Parker and Kathy. Hi, Hi Kathy. Pastor Jeff. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for calling.
1: I would like to ask um, a request for prayer for my sixteen year old daughter. She just really struggles. She kind of hangs out with the wrong crowd, and um, she just—she's a bright girl, very smart, but she just doesn't want anything to do with Jesus, with uh, with God. With I just have a sense that she ha- there's a lot of dark in her, and she can be very cold. She can be very cruel. And I think she's just hurting inside and she just struggles. And I, I just pray that God would, I would just like you to pray with me. And I'll agree that God would just protect her, guide her, and maybe pray for the moms and dads that are listening that have teenagers, that they're, you know, they're concerned about, and their teenagers aren't going the direction they want them to go.
3: Yeah, and um, there's a lot of that today. The world is really pulling our young people away from the Lord, um, and mm-hmm. we see more and more of that, and um, we need to be in prayer. We need to be praying for one another. I think Satan is really working overtime on our young people. And, yes, um, yes, he is. There's so much... Uh, deception that is uh, out there Um, there's so many things that to pull them away from the Lord Um, Mm -hmm. And you know a lot of it is you know they they can access things very easily things that we I didn't have when I was in high school or when I was 16 years old Um, and so you know those things Satan uses to pull our kids away Plus, just I think culture today, the atmosphere, the culture, is more anti-God, uh, more you know resisting of God. Uh, we see more of an acceptance of sin, and um, and it's our kids are caught up in it, and it's very hard. Yeah. And We need to pray more than ever, and so we're going to pray for your daughter, and Father, right. we pray for Kathy's daughter, her her sixteen year old, and I know there's others out there that are listening they are facing the same thing but I first of all I want to pray for Kathy's daughter that Lord that you would um, that you would soften her heart that you would open up her eyes draw her to yourself uh, help her to see that this world is deceptive and will put her in bondage in the darkness that is there I pray the light would storm the darkness and Lord that you would just free her from the influences of the enemy in the world and the darkness that comes with it, and the deception. And Lord, we know, even as Paul told Timothy, that those who are deceived are being held captive by the enemy, Satan. let pray that you free her, that she would come to know the truth, and the truth will set her free. I pray for Kathy, you give her wisdom, that um, Lord, just wisdom in, in um, s- ministering to her daughter, um, give her courage. Give her the right words to say. But Lord, we pray that you would draw her to you in every way. Minister to her. Uh, do that work in her heart. Um, and Lord, we just pray for all those right now that are listening, that are really hurting for their kids, their young people, um, yeah. that are being pulled away from you. Uh, we, pray for, um, we pray for truth to come into their hearts. And, and those who have grown up in a Christian home, when they walk away, Uh, from you lord we pray that there be a coming home to you and um, that there be a realization that the world is nothing but a big scam and the enemy is a ripoff and and lord that they would come back to truth and come walking with you to experience that wonderful life that you have and lord uh, we just lift all this up to you in jesus name
1: amen yes amen amen thank you so much thank you very much
3: you bet, absolutely. God bless you.
1: All right, thank you, Pastor Jeff. Bye bye.
3: Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call, and love for you to call in. Grab one of those open lines if you got a prayer request, or love to talk ab- uh, about the things that the Lord with your questions that you might have. That maybe that's brought up your Bible reading, or maybe you heard a teaching you need clarity on, or maybe perhaps uh that uh you just want to know what our reaction is to the things that are going on around us so we got a couple open lines let's go to aurora where ross is on line one hi ross yes
5: thanks that's that's my call my question uh revolves around i think it's second corinthians chapter seven verse one i don't have my bible with me but i where Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to cleanse themselves of all filthiness of the, the flesh and the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I understand cleansing yourself of the you know, the, the flesh. You know, of course, we sin in the flesh. But the, the, the part that I don't understand is, if I understand correctly, our spirit is, is sin-free. I mean when we accept christ you know we are born again you know our, our spirit comes alive and and that the spirit part of us is is sin free so what is paul referring to when he how how can we cleanse our spirit
3: well i i think the the best uh, thing that um and way i look at it is and i want to read it uh therefore paul says since we have these you know, um, these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. And he says, of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So I think what you're asking is, where's the spirit part come from? Um, as we become Christians, the Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. It, and I think that um, as we consider that, the Holy Spirit, of course, is perfect. It's, you know, Christ dwells in our hearts. Um, and we're to walk in the Spirit, not after the flesh. But our flesh is always constantly warring against you know, the world, against the enemy, against our own fleshly desires. And I think that's really what he's focusing on. Let us cleanse ourselves from filthiness of the flesh and of the Spirit, as he goes on in that, of the Spirit. Um, I think that um, maybe it's speaking of our pride, uh, our self-focus, our self-righteousness, our bitterness and attitude of heart. That's what some are saying, um, that it's kind of referring to. Um, the Spirit can be defiled in different ways, um, you know, just our attitudes um, okay. and, and things like that. So that's what it's speaking about. It's not speaking about the Holy Spirit, of course, because the Holy Spirit is, is pure, is perfect. Uh, the person, understood uh, that. of yeah. God okay. in a person, but I think the spirit is talking about you know um, kind of sometimes our emotions, our attitudes, things like that, and um uh, you know uh, and um i I think that it is independent of the defilement of the flesh, um, but um you know the spirit of you know you see the Bible talks about the spirit of antichrist or the spirit of defilement, or things like that. I think it's more of a reference to that.
2: Okay.
5: And any we're would it be more appropriate you know,
3: to say, and you know, Ross, you're really, really breaking up, so I didn't get what it is that you're saying, but okay. go okay. ahead. I think I can hear you now.
5: Well, I asked appropriate more appropriately, if we thought about it as uh, Flesh and soul, and I can understand where the soul could be, uh, yeah, 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 rather than and, the spirit. Okay,
3: you know, we're made up of spirit, soul, um, and body. The body's easy, it's flesh sure. and blood, right? <laughs> and, yeah. um, and sometimes the spirit and the souls that term is used interchangeably in the scriptures. Um, why are you so cast down, oh, my soul? It's speaking of the emotions, um. And, you know, and that's where a lot of the battle is, is in our in our brains, you know, in, in the emotions. Uh, the enemy loves to be the accuser, the brethren who accuses us day and night and attacks us and whispers in our ears lies and attacks us, you know, and the things that we take in worldly really affects us. So, um, you know, it can affect our soul. The spirit is the real us that goes to heaven, of course when we pass from this earth, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord until the resurrection happens. So it can be used kind of interchangeably. Um, but um, you know, I, I think it's speaking of um, you know, the, the, you know, the spirit of pride, legalism, self-focus, self-righteousness, bitterness. Um, uh, okay. That can be sometimes more harder to deal with than the obvious sins of the flesh. Um, you know, and Jesus talked about that, didn't He? To, you know, on the Sermon on the Mount, He said um, that you can say that you haven't, you know, committed murder, but you hate somebody in your heart, then you have, you know, committed murder. It, you can say you haven't committed adultery, but you lust after another. You do so, those sins of the minds. You know, a, a spirit of um, pride, self righteousness, all those things, hatred, even. Um, the Bible warns about bitterness. I think that's what is really being referred to um, as he says, cleanse yourself from, you know, all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And that's only a work that can be done through the Holy Spirit, right?
5: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that makes a a lot more sense, especially when you take into context what Paul was writing to the Corinthians and First and first and second Corinthians, though so, I mean, I thought that's what it meant, but I just, maybe I got a little hung up on the the, the spirit. I, I think of my spirit as being you know pure. yeah, but yeah uh, and
3: and, um, and the the thing is is, you know he's telling them to be holy because one of the things that the Corinthians really struggled with, and one of the reasons that Paul writes Second Corinthians is because you know they were full of pride. You know, these guys came <laughs> in that were claiming to be super apostles, you know, yeah, exactly. and don't listen to Paul and you know, the Corinthians were into that and and um, you know, presentation and and um there you know, there was arrogance that was there. So Paul was telling them um that, you know, you need to be careful. And um and so he says um that you need to make sure that you're coming out from among those who have darkness, um, and that because of the promises that we have in, in the Lord, uh, um, that you cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So, and then he goes on and he talks about repentance uh, to the mm-hmm. Corinthians in the rest of the chapter.
5: Sure, okay. so All right, very good. I'm teaching this in my family, you know, Bible study this, this coming week here. And I just want to be sure I was... Always, always want to be sure I'm on the
2: right
0: track.
5: So, yeah, certainly, and uh, yeah.
3: yeah. So, good, good question. So, okay, cool. all right. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate all right, it. appreciate your time.
5: Good. Okay, God bless Bye. you.
3: Appreciate you calling in. Bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. We got open lines and a text number seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. You know, uh, the sins of the heart, the uh, sins of the spirit. Um, you know, we can have pride. We can have arrogance. We can have those things that are there, and the Lord sees those things. And, of course, we want to give those things um, to the Lord, and we want to g- always present our hearts before the Lord. You know, Paul, David said, Search me and try me, O Lord. See if there be any wicked way in me. And and, um, and uh, we want to do that continually and constantly before the Lord uh, as we cleanse ourselves from those things that are not, Uh, pleasing to the Lord. Well, I believe we have all open lines. And um, so uh, give me a call. We're going to be going to break here in just a little bit. And I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. I just want to remind you that here at Calvary Greeley, we are going to be starting a new book on Sunday. We finished 2 Timothy. And it was such an incredible study. Um, uh, The last words of Paul the Apostle, we finished it up. His last notes, his words um and um it was just uh, really enjoyed it i think the people really uh, enjoyed it as uh, the holy spirit was speaking through paul's heart in his last message that he would give not only to timothy but it would go to the church and it's for us today and uh, so really enjoyed that study we're going to start matthew um, so come join us for matthew 8 9 30, 11 o'clock on sunday mornings i know you'll be tremendously blessed Hey, I believe we got all open lines, so give me a call while we're on the break. 303-690-3000, and we'll talk about the things of the Lord. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. So glad to be with you on this Monday afternoon. And I invite you to call into the show. The call-in number, as you just heard, is 303-690-3000. And uh, So grab one of those lines, and let's talk about the things the Lord got plenty of time uh, before uh, the show ends. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. I was just right before the break uh, mentioning that on Sunday here at Calvary Greeley that we're going to start a new study in Matthew's Gospel. And so looking forward to that study. It's so wonderful to just uh, um, look at the birth and life and ministry and, and death and resurrection of jesus christ um and so uh it's going to be powerful it's going to be wonderful so come out and join us as we have three morning services at eight nine thirty eleven o'clock and then on wednesday night we're going through jeremiah the weeping prophet and jeremiah is weeping because of the message that he has to give to a nation that has rebelled against the lord and um um and so uh we'd love for you to come on wednesday nights uh at um seven o'clock here at Calvary Greeley. Check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, for directions and and further information. And uh, let's just continue to learn the Scriptures together um, as we study Jeremiah and Matthew's Gospel. Hey, I wanted to uh, just real quick, uh, earlier in the show, Brian, we were talking about the nations and genealogy, um, and it is through Shem is the line of the Jews, And Jepheth, the line of the Gentiles, that's the sons of Noah. And uh, so that's where you start seeing um, where Abraham would come through the line of Shem and then the line of Gentiles through Jepheth. So just kind of a little note, if you're still listening, Brian, as you study the book of Genesis. um, We do want to continue with um, uh, Timothy, who's in Longmont. And uh, let's go to Timothy.
6: Timothy? Hey, how you doing, sir?
3: Good. How are you today?
6: Uh, Not too bad. I had a question I wanted to run by and maybe get your uh, thought or opinion on. Mm -hmm. So the number of the beast is 666, correct? Right. Okay. So I've been keeping my eyes open for this. I've only seen, like, Motel 6 and blah, blah, all that. So um, (laughs) the world, according to NASA, um, according to science, Uh, and the satanic system, the Earth is supposedly tilted at a 23.4 degree angle and at a 23.4 vertical, which calculates out to 666. Okay, that's kind of strange. And we're supposedly traveling around the sun at a mean velocity of 66,600 miles per hour. Hmm, That's weird also, you know what I mean? And then if... For the curvature math of the Earth is eight inches per mile squared. All right, so for mm-hmm. your, for your first mile, it would be point six 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 feet. That's strange. So for okay. ten miles, would be sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six feet. That's also okay. strange. A um, hundred miles, it would be six 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 point six 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 feet. Okay. So so
3: it's, so what's it telling you?
6: It's telling me that this. Um, ball earth deception they're pushing down everybody's throat and that we're spinning around the sun which is placing the sun at the center and not God's domain that he has built for us earth which we see every night the stars remain the same and all that but we are blindly believing in this heliocentric model that is pushed on our throats and a lot of people are being deceived and they're giving worship to the sun
3: well, here here's the answer to your question about getting back to 666 is the number of the antichrist. We know that the antichrist is going to be a man. He's going to rise up in the tribulation period. He's going to make a peace treaty with Israel according to Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 for 7 years. Halfway through the tribulation period, he will go into as Paul writes 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2, um and he will proclaim himself as God to be worshipped as God in the temple of God. Um, He will command the world to worship him, and we know that at that time that no one uh, will be able to buy or sell as he's going to uh, command the world to make their allegiance to him and uh, um, to take his mark, um, and uh, you will not be able to buy or sell uh, unless you make your allegiance to the Antichrist. So the number of... Uh, It is the number of a man, number is 666. A lot of speculation on it, a lot of calculations are made, but we know that it's attributed to the Antichrist, um, and it's going to be a man that will rise up in the last days in the tribulation period. All right, Timothy?
6: But I got another question for you, though. Like subconsciously, how people are like, okay, we're taught this model, all right, with all this six 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 all over it. So they give it another thought. As long as it's distilled, okay, here's where you live, all right. So, subconsciously, they have that mark of the number six 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 in their brain, whether they know it or not. Yes. You know what I mean? Whether they're given recognition or not, that is still distilled, sub like in them, correct?
3: okay here's the thing timothy it will be a literal mark that they will take on their right hand and on their forehead that will align themselves with the antichrist and that's all i can tell you you know um and there's going to be warnings given by an angel making a proclamation in revelation 14 not to take the mark of the beast or no hope you know of salvation so but here's the thing to remember timothy i really believe that we as Christians, that we're going to be taken, that there's going to be the rapture of the church that will take place before the Antichrist rises up. Nowhere in the Bible are we told to be looking for Antichrist. Um, it's it's. I know the Bible talks a lot about the Antichrist, warns us about the Antichrist, but I would encourage you, you keep focus on Jesus Christ, and that's who we're to be looking for. So... Um, keep learning of him, stay close to him and, um, and be looking for the return of the Lord. That's the commandment given to us as Christians. So appreciate your question, Timothy. We're going to continue on. Let's go to line three where Brandon from Cheyenne is on.
7: Hey, Pastor Jeff, how are you?
3: Good man. How are you?
7: Hey, I'm doing well. Um, so, um, I had a prayer request more so than anything. Um, my wife and I have been through some relationship trauma, and we're still working through some healing and and uh reconciliation and rest- restoration and all that um God definitely has us on a positive path um but I'm supposed to be moving to um moving across the state here or moving across the country rather um you know being in Cheyenne we're gonna be going to the east coast and there's a lot of Trepidation and fear and hesitation about, or anticipation rather, about um, some things coming up that had to do with some of the stuff that we had gone through recently, and we both feel that this is God taking us out there, and feel that there are many positives, but there are also some things that kind of come up as as fears, and so um, and I know that this is a big move. It's it's a it's a uh, it's definitely a God move, but um, He's doing that move, making that move happen through uh, the military, which, you know, I am in. And so okay. just wanted some prayer for all of Absolutely. that, and uh, maybe even a couple of tips on how to approach those fears as they come, and, you know, prayerfully and all that, and, and uh, be able to work through that.
3: Well, to know that, um, you can, you know, everything, I believe God cares about every move every decision that we make and that we can give it to the Lord. And and that's the key. And it's not only Brandon trusting in him, but then resting in him. And, and I right. think that's the hard part for a lot of Christians is, you know, okay, I trust your word is true. I trust your word is given to me. Um, but do I rest in it? Do I rest in his... Um, love for me? Do I rest in his promises? Do I rest that he's working in my life? Um, And that's where I think that we can really wrestle. So just resting in him and just going to him, you know, and continuing to, to just look to him. He's going to, you know, work in your family, in your marriage. Uh, He's going to work in, um, you know, you being in the military, every area of our lives, he desires to work and the promises are true for you. And that we don't have to be anxious anything but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus and of course that's in Philippians chapter 4 and as we just go to him and, and give our requests and our supplications Lord this is what I need Lord work in this area um, we do it with thanksgiving and he desires to give you a peace that passes understanding and a peace in your situation and the other thing, too, is to know that as we go to him and as we wait on him, he promises he'll be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's Isaiah chapter 30. And he promises to be good for those who wait on him. And, you know, we live in an instant world, Brandon. We want to know what's going to happen, um, you know, next hour, you know, tomorrow. And the Lord says, right. one day at a time, one day at a time with me. Just keep coming back. Yeah keep trusting in me, keep looking to me, keep praying to me, and you'll see that peace being worked out. You'll hear His voice. Uh, You're just going to see Him uh, just moving. Um, And that's just a wonderful way to live, is just day by day, walking with Him, trusting in Him, resting in His life. And even when we don't understand everything that's going on, because I want to know what's going to happen in six months, right? I, I right. want to know certain things, what's going to happen in a year. And the Lord is saying, okay, come back and see me tomorrow. Hey, we're going to take it a day at a time, a day at a time, and allowing him to work. So just it's that daily walk and staying close with him, and then praying with your family, and, um, and, and just staying um, you know, before him um, because he cares for you.
7: Right, yeah, and I've definitely, I mean, this is a point in my life, you know, given everything that we've experienced um, as a a family and um, just as a married couple, um, you know, I have definitely been learning what it truly means to live one day at a time and even enjoy one moment at a time, and and so, um, you know, I definitely agree with you uh, when you say that, and I appreciate the fact that you mentioned resting in that too, because I think that's sometimes one of the things that we forget, um, that I know that I forget as a Christian. And uh, so that's, that's something that um, gives me a little bit more peace about the situation is being able to rest in that. So yeah, um, yeah I definitely appreciate that.
3: You bet. Absolutely. Yes, so, so father, I, I do, I pray for Brandon. I pray for his move and everything that's going on that, uh, that you would give him a peace Uh, in his heart, um, that you would speak to his heart. This is the way you promised to be a voice behind him. And and Lord, he he may not have everything figured out. He may not understand everything that's going to happen. But Lord, um, he's seen you work. He said this is a God thing. And so he trusts in you. But I pray that you give him that rest that he needs and just assurance that you love him, um, that you're working, that um, Lord, that him and his family would just be completely... Um, just um, surrendered to you and coming to you and knowing that you want to lead them in every way. And as they make this move cross country that um, Lord, that you would show yourself strong on their behalf and, and they would see day by day you working. And I pray that you would just draw them to you. And um, not only the trust would grow, but also the rest uh, in their hearts would be there through this whole process uh, through his you know, relationship with his family, um, his spouse, um, and um, everything, Lord. We just commit to you in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen.
7: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. I appreciate it. And I appreciate your service. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye.
3: 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Maybe you need prayer. You got a Bible question. In the meantime, as we got a couple open lines, let's go to Aurora. Where are Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you?
8: I'm good. Thank you for coming to Calvary Aurora. While wow, Pastor Ed was in Israel. It was good to put a yeah. face with your voice.
3: I, I hope it wasn't disappointing.
8: It wasn't. No, it was good. Um, you know so what? I, you know
3: what they say. They say I have a face for radio. So
8: <laughs> I don't know. You, you seem like a nice guy. So, and I enjoyed your message. So either way, it was good.
3: Well, thank you. It's it's a pleasure <laughs> and a privilege to be down there with you guys. So, what do you have
8: for uh, me? So, a quick question. I had a friend um, come back into my life, and um, he professes to know the Lord. Has his daughter in um, a Lutheran school, but doesn't go to church, very focused on money. After talking to him now for the last couple weeks, I've heard him take the Lord's name in vain, cusses consistently, and just is very money-driven and has every excuse why they can't get to church. And I just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle it. I I mean, everything in me, the warning bells are going off saying, run away, like, just, this isn't, you know, because iron sharpens iron. And I don't want this bad behavior to rub off on me, but I don't, I don't know. So I'm calling for um, a little advice on that.
3: Well, we we'll are certainly pray for you, but, you know, Jesus said out of the mouth comes the abundance of the heart. Right. And when there is, um, you know, cursing, when there's excuses, you can say you're a Christian. Um, you can say you're a Christian all day long, but how is it being worked out in your life? And out of the heart flows the issues of life is what um, th- I believe the book of Proverbs tells us. And um, so, you know, you're seeing it. You're seeing um, the actions. You're seeing the behavior. You're seeing the words that are being uh, spoken and should tell you something. So, again, it doesn't mean that a Christian's going to be perfect, but there should be something that shows the reality of Jesus in his heart. And and when somebody doesn't want to be in church and makes excuses and always concerned about the world and money and stuff, um, that's a pretty good indication of who you're dealing with. I can't judge somebody's heart, but here's the thing, Julie, I can't judge their actions. I can't judge their works. And that's where we need to use wisdom and discernment. And, and this person has come into your life, a friend, uh, whatever. Um, you know, from my past, speak.
8: from my past. I haven't had this person in my mm-hmm. life in a long time, and I made it very clear to him I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and I've even asked him to stop cussing around me, and I've kind of discussed it. I said, you know, I'm, I'm really serious about my faith. This is no joke for me. Mm-hmm. And the longer I've talked to him, the more I realize we're not in the same place. And even Pastor Ed yep. was teaching yesterday on um, faith We're Um, versus works, and that faith will lead us to do what we hear. It's an action, and it it, it keeps resonating with me that, yeah, I'm looking at the fruit and I'm not seeing his words and his actions lining up with what I know a faith conversion would do, because you want to do good works. It it produces good works. It isn't that we're saved by good works, but our faith will produce it. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think you have a lot of wisdom there. I think you're saying, Julie. Yeah. And, you know, speak truth into his life. Pray for him. That's the place where you're at. You're in a place of of just helping him in any way that you can, um, to, you know, to the Lord and to the truth. And, um, and then you got to commit it to the Lord for the Lord to convict him. Because one thing is we make a lousy Holy Spirit. Right. We can pray. And it sounds like you're being honest with them. And, um, And so continue to do that and and continue to just try to um, steer them towards the Lord and a real commitment to the Lord.
8: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Jeff.
3: Can I pray for you, Julie, real quick? Yes, please. Thank you. I fathered this friend of Julie that that she knew and is back. And, and Lord, there may be a reason. And it may be that Julie is there to speak truth into his life. and, And, Lord, we don't know where his heart is, but you do. So I pray that, um, that you would just touch his heart, that you would help him to see his need for you, and, and that worldliness is going to leave him empty. And, um, and, Lord, that you would touch his heart to where um, he would come to you and fully be submitted to you in every way and, and uh, not make the excuses uh, to walk with you. Um, but, Lord, if he doesn't have a relationship, he would come to that relationship with you, um, <clears throat> and Lord, um, if he's just a prodigal, whatever his case may be, that he would have his eyes open spiritually, and Lord, that you would just do a work in his heart, give Julie wisdom in speaking to him, speaking truth in your love and uh, to him, and honesty to him, and we just pray this in Jesus' name,
8: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a good Thank rest you, of your night. Julie. Thank okay. Bye
3: bye. Uh huh. 303 690 3000 is the number to call. So let's go to Ivan in Denver. Hi Ivan.
2: Oh hey Pastor, how are you doing today?
3: Good. How are you?
2: Uh, just great. I uh just have a question for you. I always have questions, uh but you know, everything's uh everything's going good. Uh I just I was uh raised Catholic and I think I heard that you said you were too at one time. Yes, I was. And Okay, Uh, well, growing up, my grandmother, my father, they have all these pictures of all the saints and, you know, the rosaries, and they prayed to the saints, and prayed. my grandmother prayed the rosary constantly, and I just had a question about uh, interceding prayers, you know, and I know in the Bible it says to, you know, pray for each other, and, you know, like when you're sick, to go to the elders and, you know, have the church pray for you, um, But i never saw anything about praying for the saints, and especially like the uh, Virgin Mary, like the uh, the Hail Mary prayer, which is big with the uh, the Catholics, and then the Rosary, especially. I know the Rosary. You know, when I looked it up, you know, came about around a thousand years ago, and oh, right. she appeared to God, Dominic, Saint Dominic, and uh, mm-hmm. according to what I what I read. He appeared to him and told him to read or to recite the rosary and not to uh, pray the Proverbs. And, um, you know, this is just all kind of came up around, you know, a thousand years ago. And it's so important to the Catholics now, and this just, right. just seems uh, like it became a, a man-made thing. And right. the rosary is, is just so important to the Catholics now. And then, like, the apparitions, um, you know, the Catholics have— Talk about the apparitions of the Virgin Mary all the time, and uh, I don't hear anybody else or any other face talking about any type of apparitions of the Virgin Mary.
3: Yeah, and here's the thing you know, growing up, I remember that, and I remember going to confession, you know, um, when I was um, a teenager, you know, you had your first confession, I don't know, when you were 12, 13 years old, and going to a priest, and then he told you you know, do ten Our Fathers and ten Hail Marys, Um, and I remember that. And uh, here's the thing, Ivan, I never did remember, you know, the Hail Mary prayer, I just for some reason. Um, But the Bible is what's important for us to to look at, Uh, not what the tradition is of the Catholic Church, not the man-made, you know, traditions that came about. And so the Bible is very, very clear that Mary is not a co redemptor, um, that there is no indication in the scriptures whatsoever that we're to pray to Mary or pray to the saints. Matter of fact, there's a very important verse in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that tells us that there is one God and one mediator between God and men and the man Christ Jesus so we are told you know jesus said when you pray pray in this manner our father but we are able to pray to our father because of jesus christ who's our mediator mary is not a mediator and i think um, that uh, that's where a lot of catholics believe that she's somehow co-redemptor or she's a mediator i've even heard catholics you know in my own family that said well you you know uh, jesus you pray to mary because jesus is going to listen his mother and um, that's not biblical whatsoever and also we know in the book of ephesians and um, as you know i begin to read the bible i begin to really see what the bible says that it is um, jesus writing to the seven churches and he says to the church of ephesus and to one of the other churches he 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 says that um, you have hated the deeds of the nicolaitans and which i also hate and there was a, a movement called of uh, the Nicolaitans. Nico means um, to rule. It's, it's where we get our word Nike, you know, Nike shoes. If you buy Nike shoes, you're going to jump higher. You're going to, you know, rule over people on the basketball court, whatever the case may be, or on the track. And then, so Nico means rule. Laitans, where we get our word laity, it's ruling over the laity. And, and Jesus says, I hate that doctrine. And the reason that he says that is because I want you to come to me. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. So we have right relationship with the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's not through Mary. It's not through one of the saints. And Jesus died for Mary's sins. Um, and it is Mary that the last time we see her, that she's in the upper room with the disciples in Acts Chapter uh, 1, I think she's mentioned, moving into Chapter 2, where they're praying. And they are praying. Mary is praying with the disciples. They're not praying to her. She's praying with them. And, um, and so there's no indication whatsoever um, that Mary is a co-redemptor or intercessor or any of the saints. That's man-made, um, and we go directly to Jesus. And, um, and that's a wonderful thing, isn't it, Ivan? That we can go right, directly to Him.
2: Well, the the question I had was the, the correlation between that, and then I know in the Bible it says all over to you know pray for each other. Um, so, mm-hmm. but it's okay for a man to pray for each other, but not to pray for the saints through the saints.
3: Well, yeah, the you know, and then of course in the Catholic Church is you know lighting the candles and praying for those in purgatory, or um, it's a poignant one. Once for man to die and then the judgment there's nothing in the scripture it says we're to pray for uh the dead or pray for the saints or go to the saints um there's no purgatory um, we pray right. for one another that's what interceding is all about and um and it, which is something that is so amazing that um as we pray that um, you know we're presenting that person to the lord and interceding, and we're, we're told to do that. But we're not to be praying for dead people that have gone on. There's nothing that we can do. It's appointed once for man to die, and then the judgment. And um, there's no purgatory. Praying them out of purgatory. Um, there okay. isn't any of that. That's all man-made religion.
2: Well, I know, like, um, I've read, like, Plato even um, had ideas of purgatory uh, way before Christ.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, even when you go to the mormon church the mormon church believes that there's different heavens and um there's three levels of heaven and you know the the good mormons will go to the celestial kingdom but there's the celestial and that you can actually you know advance in you know the heavens to where you can become a god yourself and then you can create a a universe yourself and populate a world that's a mormon doctrine that a lot of people don't know about so there's a lot of well, misconceptions. Know... Excuse me. There's that. a lot of but misconceptions. That... Go ahead. No, um, go ahead.
2: Well, I just know that, um, like, the Catholics aren't the only ones that have like the rosaries, like yeah. the Anglican Church and the Lutherans. Mm-hmm. They have different versions of it. They don't, They when they say the Hail Mary, they say the first part, but they don't say the last part of it, um, mm-hmm. where they ask Mary to pray for them. And then, like the Buddhists, they have their their beads and. Yeah. So there are the forms of the, the the beast praying, I guess.
3: And here's the thing, that in the book of Romans and also in the book of Galatians, it tells us that as believers in Jesus Christ, we got the spirit of adoption to where we can cry out, Abba, Father. And that's so glorious. And the only ones that can truly call out Abba, Father are the ones that have come to Jesus Christ in faith. And that's what the Bible teaches. And um yeah,
2: and what about the apparitions?
3: You know, I don't know. there's a lot of people that claim that there's a lot of people that you know I don't know what they're seeing. I know that one thing that it, the Bible does say in second Corinthians, very sobering verse that Satan can't transform himself into an angel of light, and so we need to keep that in mind, keep our hearts and minds on Jesus. Hey, Ivan, you hear the music, and um And we've had a great show. Thanks for calling in, everybody, and uh, appreciate it. Keep your eyes on Jesus, as I said. Keep in the Word, and there's safety and security. You've been listening
0: to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.